On today's show, we are getting to know Elizabeth. But first, a word from today's sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and to start feeling better because you, dear listeners, deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are the greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Getting to Know You Pod listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash getting the number two. No, the letter U. It's just like the pod's name. That's betterhelp.com slash getting to know you. The link's in the description. AndrePsyche.com is gone, but Andre Psyche, the man on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, is alive and thriving. You're going to want to follow and message Andre. Why? Because he is the freelance creator extraordinaire, someone who makes music, poetry, art, clothing, and lives to make others feel good. Search him up. It's Andre Psyche the next time you're looking to add some creative stimulation to your social media circle. Listeners, listen up. Get 25% off your order at ShadyRays.com by using the promo code GETTING. Use GETTING, G-E-T-T-I-N-G, when checking out to get 25% off on the best sunglasses around. You see, Shady Rays takes extreme pride in their multi-layered lens technology, which is made for high visibility and strength to be shadow-resistant. And with free shipping and a lifetime lost or broken protection warranty, why would you choose any other brand? Go get you a pair, or fuck it too, by going to ShadyRays.com, perusing their polarized sunglasses, and then using the promo code GETTING when you check out to save 25% of your total. Support the Getting to Know You Pod's creative endeavors for as little as $2 a month on our Patreon. Your money will go towards the cost of producing, distributing, and improving the quality of this podcast. Again, you can go to our Patreon, links in the description, and for as little as $2 a month, you, yes you, can have a part in supporting the Getting to Know You Pod's mission of getting to know all sorts of new and interesting people. Two bucks, a little too much? Well, here are three, three ways to help. I don't know why I find that so clever. (laughs) Push the subscribe button on whatever app you're listening to the pod on. Friend or follow the Getting to Know You pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Go to Apple. Write a review. Those, dear listeners, will cost you nothing but your time and will mean so much to the pod's growth. And now, Getting to Know You. Hello. Getting to Know You. 
I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting to like you, getting to hope you like me. Because I'm good enough. Getting to know you, putting it my way, but nicely. I'm smart enough. You are precisely. And doggone it. And Elizabeth Gibbings is running in Dewey Beach's municipal election set for September 18th for town council. And she's joining us today to let people get to know her. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on, Elizabeth. Thanks for the invitation. I'm looking forward to talking with you. Yeah, I get super interested. And I was kind of saying this a minute ago before we were recording is like I get super interested in people who want to serve on these town councils because as I grow older, I realized to me how much meetings suck <laughs> and for people to like almost volunteer to like take time out of their, and I'm not sure if it's weekly or monthly, but regularly take time out of their schedule to attend meetings. I find it admirable. Well, I don't know that I need to be admired for doing this. Um, I um, am a psychologist by training and I've been doing legislative work for my profession for a lot of years. Um, I was Delaware Psychological Association's public education chair. Um, I'm past president of that organization. And right now I serve as Delaware's representative to the American Psychological Association. Whoa. Irony of ironies, my term for APA is coming to an end. And I was at one of those, this is going to be a cute meat story, I'm sorry. Um, I was one at, at one of those uh, really fun events that the Dewey Business Partnership has. Um, it was on the Bay Walk, and it was a dog-friendly event. And my family has two French Bulldogs, so I took them down there. And they picked people that they wished to sit with, basically because they had a water dish and I didn't bring one. <laughs> and we ended up sitting with the town manager, one of the current council members, um, one of the major businessmen in town. And we just started talking about Dewey Beach. And I was, I guess informed enough that I could hold my own and they said oh you should run for office I think that would be great I said what what office and they said town council we've got an election coming up you should do it I'm like yeah yeah well I went back to um our house and told my husband you're not going to believe what happened some people just said you should run for office and he says well of course you're going to do it <laughs> like I am he says well of course what else would you do and so it grew from there so you just needed that little nudge from the universe and it's just in you to, um, I don't know, like not legislate, but organize or why is it, why is it in you to have to seek these positions? Um, I don't think organizing sounds quite right. Um, I like to make things work well. I like to help people work well with each other and with their environment. Um, and if I can do that through legislative things, then that's the way that I'll do it. Gotcha. Yeah, I almost look at it like a, it sounds like a glue person. <laughs> like you're just kind of nice at keeping things together. It's a skill, man. It really is a skill. Um, in a prior life, um, I was director of practicum at Widener's Institute for Graduate Clinical Psychology. And my job there was making matches um, finding the right student to be with the right clinical rotation. And that's a problem-solving skill that I think goes to this. Um, we're having this kind of 
problem or this kind of success? How can we have less of that problem or more of this success? Um, and it's the same kind of thought process. Um, there's already a great team of commissioners um, on council for Dewey Beach. And just to be able to join them and keeping things going forward, it's exciting. It's exciting. What were some of the things when you had said you were on the beach holding your own in the conversation? What are some things that get brought up that you notice or that you're able to comment on? Well, the big thing that has Dewey really pulled together right now is the 5G towers. We, we, we are not opposed to 5G um, technology. I want to make that really clear. None of us are running around with the aluminum pans on our head trying to stop um, whatever radiation Cancer. coming yeah. at our brains. That's not what's going on. But there should be thoughtful placement of these very tall towers um, such that they are not having a negative environmental impact, that they're not ruining the um the beauty of our beach it is a state beach and we're supposed to keep it pretty not put big sticks in it with towers on top. no so the 5g towers that really had everybody pulling together no question about that um the opening of the bay walk um behind the hyatt has brought some interesting things to bear because it used to be oh. Pasa. i don't know if you remember Pasa was a restaurant that was on the beach and it's kind of not quite there yet. But that Bay Beach has had some um, questions as to, well, does it is it governed by the same rules as the Ocean Beach? Or does it get to have its different rules because it's a Bay Beach? How does that work? So those kind of questions were coming up. Um, one of the things that Dewey has done so fantastically in recent years is really working on public safety. Um, I don't know whether you realize this, but Dewey has a lot of bars. Did you know that? <laughs> Dewey has bars uh -huh. and live music. And um, young people like to go to these bars and um, have drinks. And sometimes when they come out of the bars, they don't quite cross the street in the right way. One of the things they've been doing is increasing the number of crosswalks and the hazard lights. And we're going to be lowering the speed limit. Uh, those kind of things so we can keep people safe in town. Um, one of the things I always told uh, parents, actually patients of all kinds for that matter, when I was working with them, is to try to manage the environment so you don't have to manage the individual. So if we can have a safe town without having to stop people from doing dangerous things, hey, that takes that takes care of it. Gotcha. That makes, that's such a good slogan. Is that like your trademark or is that from a bunch of reading? Because I really like that. I've been saying it long enough that I think I'm going to claim it is mine. Um, one of the things that I run into is when I'm trying to write um, papers for publication, you know, you have to footnote everything. You have to give the citations. Right. And I'm like, but I always said this, but now i got to go find somebody else who said it and give them credit for it. So I'm going to claim this one, okay? Forever. Here on forever after. Now when people cite you, can they? will the podcast get like a shout out on the footnote? According to Dr. Gibbons. Oh, wait, not. Would it be Dr. Gibbons? Are you Dr. Gibbons? Yes. Yeah. Yep, I'm Dr. Gibbons. According to Dr. Gibbons um, from the Getting to Know You podcast. Yes. Right? That, would be, that would be the citation. Dude, that's, I'm geeked about that. Might be the first time the pod <laughs> ever gets cited. I want to, um, I hadn't thought about the difference between ocean beach rules and bay beach rules. And I'm curious, are there like actually specific differences that are brought up? Is it because like they have, tables on the beach and like on the ocean you're not allowed to have tables or what are some of those differences well the bay beach as it is now doesn't have the tables 
Um, but because there had been um, a bar there in the past, people thought that the Bay Beach was um, a beach on which alcohol was legal. Oh. And so that that was one of the questions. Um, but the Bay Beach functions the same as the Ocean Beach, that you have to get a permit, you have to reserve spaces if you want. You can get married on the Ocean Beach, you can get married on the Bay Beach, you just got to file the right papers. And on neither place can you be drinking alcohol publicly. Gotcha. So then that was the biggest thing then, because people just mm-hmm. walk out from the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I would have... I guess my rule would have been... My gut tells me I would have treated it way more leisurely, right? Because, like, are there any lifeguards on the bay side? Or is yes. it? Oh, there yes, are. there is a lifeguard on the bay side. Okay. Um, a single lifeguard because it's all of a block wide. Right? Um, <laughs> I feel so sad for that particular lifeguard because they have to be so lonely all there by themselves um and there's usually not a lot of people to watch um but yeah the same rules about dogs um all of it is on the base side just like the ocean side and i think some people were surprised yeah interesting i um the safety i have not read recently about any um and i might be wrong i don't read all like get news briefings or updates to my desk or anything but i've not heard about any um pedestrians being harmed in doing mm-hmm. the last couple of years. Is that pretty accurate? Do you think it's just a result of the crosswalks or? As far as I know, no, I haven't, as you said, reviewed any of the, the um, data to be sure that I'm absolutely accurate in what I'm saying. But um, the speed limit drops as you pass the forgotten mile and come into town. It drops to 30. Um, that helps. Um, the additional crosswalks are helping. Um, and I think the signs of the plantings are also helping, too, because it makes people that are coming into town realize whether they're coming in from the north or in from the south, that they're coming into something different. And right. so they, they slow down in recognition of that. Um, I think our biggest um, challenge is that there is so much visual stimulation in <laughs> Dewey Beach. There is so much to look at, so many people, so many signs so, that sometimes maybe you're not paying as close attention as you should when you're driving along. So we'll do what we can to get more attention to crosswalks and watching out for folks. Yeah, Cause it gets super dense. Um, and for people who are listening, not familiar with the, the town, basically two lanes. I don't know. Do you know about how many blocks it is long? Give yes, or take? I actually do have that information. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. Okay. So Dewey beach is a mile long and two blocks wide. That's so okay. crazy. When you think about it like that. Yeah. It's so it that um, Route 1, uh, Coastal Highway that you're talking about, is two lanes in each direction. And the ocean is to one side one block and the bay is to the other side one block. So we're not talking a very big space. It's dense. Um, we have about 300 people that are year-round residents. But on those holiday weekends, such as Memorial Day, coming up Labor Day, we can grow up to 30,000 people. It gets, and the two-lane highway has one shoulder on each side, right? And then the sidewalk as well? It's got a a sidewalk on each side, and there's a bike lane on each side. So we're supposed to be able to keep everybody separate. Yeah, right? Because, man, you get people on the sidewalk. You got bikers, skateboarders. I think I've even seen, like, rollerbladers or skaters on there. Mm -hmm. And then you got little kids who are being drugged to the beach. You got 
college kids, you have older people. I mean, it just, everybody's walking at a different pace, trying to get to a different place. Then you got joggers and runners. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it gets dense, man. It's very easy to have pedestrians spill into where traffic is. Yes. Yeah. That's, I, I'm, I'm glad that you had not heard of um, any major accidents in the past coming years. I know a, a while back there had been some, um, I believe some deaths, which, which is so sad because it's such, I mean, you, you go to the beach, it's just such a happy place, man. You just get a good vibe from Dewey and it's great that um, measures are being taken to make it safer. Now there were um, bicyclist hit earlier this year, but they were not right in town. They were out a bit. Gotcha. Um, and of course we had um, one of the businessmen in town, Tyler, who is um, at the surf shop he was on a um, scooter and was hit by a car but that was up toward the outlet so we have had people hurt um but as far as i know they were not pedestrians crossing in the crosswalks oh. yeah How? so one of the let me do one of the exciting yeah. things that has happened in dewey beach um was actually an outgrowth of something quite horrible um i'm sure you heard there was this thing called covid19 <laughs> i'm familiar yes uh-huh. There was a pandemic. We had to wear masks. We had to do all sorts of things. Well, one of the things that's been so fabulous in Dewey is the business, um, the restauranters have pivoted and outdoor dining is now something that is in Dewey Beach and didn't used to be there. Um, and in fact, I, I, one of the things that I love so much about Dewey right now is the um, variety and quality of restaurants has increased so much. Mm. When I first started coming to Dewey Beach uh, 20 years ago, yeah, you went to Dewey for the beach and the nightclubs and you went to Rehoboth to have dinner because right. that's where all the good restaurants were. Now Dewey has good restaurants and they have outdoor dining. Now, I don't know about you, but when I go on vacation, I kind of like to eat outside. I yeah. want to do something a little bit different. I don't have to be looking at the at the water. I'd like to, but I just outside is good. Um, so a number of the restaurants have expanded, and we just got to figure out a way how to keep that expansion working for the town, working for the businessmen, businesses, and parking. Yeah. So I was actually about to compliment Dewey because it's something I love, and um, I get to take my dog. I got one of the. Um, Permits that was, or the dog licenses, I think it was like a lifetime thing or if it was a one-time fee when I did it. Did you get the the fancy one that just came out this year? No, I got mine maybe four or five years ago. Okay. But it's it's awesome. And one of my favorite things is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like I would have gone tonight um, had I not had other commitments, just taking my lab for a long walk on Dewey because there's free parking. I think it's like five to 10 Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, which is- Correct. Which is awesome, man. It's just so nice to be able to grab some free parking. Um, it, I, I'm curious, like, can that be expanded? Can I advocate now for like for forever in the summer? Maybe not on Friday, Saturday, but to have more five to ten free parking. That's actually something they were talking about. Um, I've been, at, as you can imagine, I've been attending a lot of meetings recently and in, in preparation for this campaign. Um, but we were talking in the planning and zoning meeting and in the, the council meeting about how Dewey maybe needs not to be a driving town, but a walking and biking town. Because we need to have more spots for people to come into town, like you, and park. But those of us that are living in town, perhaps we should just leave our car where we put it and walk or scooter or bike or whatever to the restaurant. As I said, it's only a mile. Right. If you're at the south end of town, it's only a mile to get to the north end of town. Maybe people can find other ways and leave the cars 
set. Um, they, um, I think that the meters where <laughs> that's the most wonderful invention where you can pay on your uh, phone, right. credit card linked up. And then if you're about to run out of time, it tells you and you can extend it. Do you remember when we used to have bags of quarters? Oh, dude, it was terrible. I actually grew up um, waiting tables in Rehoboth, and um, you always basically, like, at the beginning of the week, beginning of the shift, you would get one of those, what was it, like $25 worth of quarters, mm -hmm. and just made sure you had that for your shift, because people would just be running to you, or you didn't want the people dining with you to, like, leave, I, I, they were always asking, basically, for, like, a dollar in quarters, and, like, if you couldn't get it right. to them in time, then they would get whatever, $60 parking ticket, they would hate you, they would never want to come back, it was a huge thing. Yes. Yes. So this, um, and some of those parking like South end of town, you can do 24 hours. I forget. It's not, it's not a bad rate. Got you. Almost but, like a day pass. Cause I know like Rehoboth does like, you can buy a day pass or a week pass, stuff like that. Week pass. Yeah. We have resident passes. Um, I think we might have weekly passes too. It, not sure. It, it, it's, it's a hard place for me to be because honestly I hate the fact that you go somewhere and have to pay for parking <laughs> but at the same time you do understand it seems like that's a pretty substantial part of the budget and part of I would think maintaining and having services in Dewey comes from the parking revenue so like I can try I, I try to accept it but um at my core I just really wish I could roll in and um not have to worry about a permit to get to the beach well remember from September 15th to May 15th there is no charge at all for parking, so that does help. And as you pointed out, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday nights, there is no charge. Um, I don't think we could get anybody to agree to do no charge for weekend nights. I just don't <laughs> think it's going to happen. Yeah, um, but some of that is to make sure that cars move along so other people can come into town. Uh, I guess, yeah, see, I wouldn't have thought about that. That makes sense. You're, like, disincentivized just to leave the car there for a week or whatever, mm -hmm. grabbing a spot. All right, you've convinced me. I'm good with it now. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, it just, well, I, and the reason I, I just bring it up again is because when you were talking about like with your dogs, Dewey is really one of the, I, I don't know if anywhere else you can, especially if your dog's like well-behaved, let your dog off the leash and just let them run around and go for a walk, man. It really is so enjoyable in the early mornings or the uh, mm -hmm. evenings. It, it's so pleasant. It, it is amazing. And I think when I first took, my dogs down um, to Dewey Beach, they weren't, they didn't know what was happening to them when I took them off leash. All the freedom, um, the freedom and when opportunity. I'm not, <laughs> yes, when, I, when I'm not in Dewey Beach, I'm in a place with very strong leash laws. And so um, they've not, unless they're in the fenced area of a dog park, they have not been off leash if they've been out with me moving about. And to let them off leash on the beach, and I kind of, they looked at me over their shoulder like, okay, now what do we do? Are we supposed to move? Right. Are you sure? And they like we go a little bit and then look back and then they took off and then they came back. It was beautiful. It was okay. beautiful. Um, my two um, French bulldogs are named Brandy and Whiskey. And before your listeners think that perhaps there's a drinking problem with my family, <laughs> um, Brandy was named after my daughter's favorite clothing store at the time, which was Brandy Melville. Huh. And we were not planning on getting whiskey. Um, the, 
we were only planning on getting one dog, but when we went to the breeder, Whiskey was um, orthopedically damaged, and mm-hmm. the breeder would not say what she was going to do with Whiskey. Oh. And I said, well, then she's coming home with us. Oh, so we yeah. brought her home, um, and we had to come up with a quick name, so Brandy Whiskey. Um, and by the way, she was the first one to be able to do the steps, so there was no reason for all the concern. Um but they are full sisters and so different. Whiskey wants to be in the water. It doesn't matter if it's February. Does your dog like going in the water? Oh, yeah. Um, she'll, uh, especially if we go in, it gets a little annoying. She wants to be like right with you. So I have a lab. She's uh-huh. 80 pounds. She just she swims all day. But yeah, she as soon as the waves crash, she's running right into them. Whiskey likes to go in and we have to be careful because Frenchies can't get water in their ears. Brandy, on the other hand, isn't quite sure about the waves. So she will come gingerly up to them and like touch them and then go away again. Like the toddler that approaches and like, don't don't really get me wet. Yes. (laughs) This is just such a stupid uh, visual that it really cracks me up. Every once in a while, I'll see these people with their dog on a leash and the dog clearly does not want any part of the water. And the owner like just wants the dog in the water so bad, like all the other dogs running around. And they're almost like dragging this dog. And you just see it's like <laughs> neck stiff back, its arms are taunt, and it's like digging into the sand. And I like I, I never say anything. Maybe I should stand up for the dog's rights or whatever. But I'm like, dude, pretty clearly your dog does not want any part of this wave right here. Like, let it be, man. Some dogs are like that. They just some dogs love it and embrace it and roll around, and some dogs are just like they'll bark wave you know it freaks them out they're like what is this what's coming yeah 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 i wonder if i would stand up for the dog i know it, it kind of is a weird place it's almost like you don't agree with someone's parenting style but you're like it's exactly. not my kid i don't like do, do i intercede for this i don't know like what i don't know, I don't know what the courtesy would be <laughs> and, and as a psychologist i have the extra ethical obligation and state mandate um for children oh. but not for dogs oh. um so in case of a danger, I, I definitely have to intrude. I'd have to intrude, um, dog or child. Um, my husband also says that I put my nose into everything. So I probably would make some remark like, oh, it looks like you don't want to go in the water, do you, to the dog. <laughs> That's actually a decent way to almost like diffuse it. Mm-hmm. You know, this way you're not like attacking the person or they don't think you're attacking them. Yeah, right. Just making an observation. We'll see. I'm curious what it um, brought you. So you don't, I I was reading the Cape Gazette article. You don't live full time and feel free again to correct me. You do not live full time in Dewey. So you had to apply as like a non-resident candidate. Correct. The way council in Dewey Beach is set up is there a requirement for two resident members and then three can be non-resident. And Paul Bauer and Bill Stevens are both full-time residents. And Dale Cook, who's the mayor and is retiring, was a full-time resident. Gary Persinger and um, David Jasinski are part-time residents, as am I. Um, So it's set up to allow for both, um, which I think is, I mean, I didn't have anything to do with setting up, but it makes perfect sense because that does represent the the two types of folks that are invested in the town, the people that are there all the time and the people that are back and forth. Now, truth be told, ever since we bought our dream place, um, I'm there four days a week. Uh, <laughs> good for you. 
<laughs> year round. Um, I have been very lucky that um, um, my classes can be taught online um, and that my employer opened an office. I work um, in Philadelphia and they opened an office for me in Dover as well because I'm licensed in Pennsylvania and Delaware. So I really can like be where I need to be when I need to be there. Yeah. Cause it's which just, I think. Oh no, I'm sorry. Ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just, it's just such a, it really can be a convenient spot with route one. If you're just heading North, you're just shooting straight up. Yes. As long as you don't try to do it on Saturday at 10 o'clock in the morning when the rentals are changing over. Yeah, man, it gets so rough. God, I was, <laughs> I was so, okay. And, I'm something that I was a little confused on in the article, and I'm not even, uh, I don't know how else to ask. It seemed like there were going to be three seats open, but only two people have filed so far. So would there even be an election or am I wrong about that? Well, after that article came out that had David and I in it, Paul Bauer also filed for re-election. So we currently have three people um, running for three seats. Um, the filing deadline is 5 p.m. on Thursday. I would be quite, quite, quite content if nobody else filed. <laughs> that might be selfish of me. Um, but if nobody else files, we do not have to have an election, which will oh, save okay. Dewey Beach money. It will save resources of all sorts of kinds, um, both my own emotional having to go door to door kind of stuff and the flyers and the signs and all that kind of stuff that nobody really likes to look at. So if we only have the three candidates, then it's by acclamation and we continue going. David and Paul are currently on council um, and Dale Cook is the other position that is up and he's retiring. Um, that was also a, a funny thing. Um, I don't know how, how many of the articles you read in, in the Cape Gazette as you were preparing for you and I to talk. Um, but he and I had lunch at Woody's one Friday as I was starting to explore, like, what would it mean to be on council? What exactly do you do? And who are you people? And do I want to be with you kind of thing? <laughs> right. um, so I had lunch with him at Woody's and he was, he was telling me about the town. It was just fantastic. And he said, you know, I think a woman should fill my position. And I'm like, okay. That that does it. That means I gotta I I gotta run. So what is so? I, I, I don't know. As a male, that's an interesting perspective. What what kind of experience or what things are different that you're bringing as a woman? Like, what's the voice? Well, I don't. That's the thing that's been fascinating to me because while he said a female, <laughs> um, the last female on council was in 2016. So it's been a while. Um, I think it's maybe my skills as a psychologist that are more important right. because I've been helping everyday people solve everyday problems for all out for all of my career. And why not apply that to a larger systems perspective? Um, I've run a, a private hospital. Um, I've done therapy work. I've taught graduate students and all of that comes together. Um, into the skill set that I would bring to this new role as a legislator. Um, so I think that's the fact that I happen to be in a female form is secondary, I think. Though that's probably the first thing that people are going to notice when they see me as opposed to the fact that I'm a psychologist. <laughs> yeah, there's not a standard like psychologist look, right? I guess maybe would it be like a pipe and rounded glasses or would that be like more psychiatrist? 
Right? Probably more uh, well, Sigmund Freud had the pipe in the beard, and um, there is something about being able to stroke your chin as you think right. about what the client has said. Um, I don't do that. I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> not within my repertoire. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I, I guess it's neat. I, I think that's a great point because really, I don't know if it's really when you have someone representing a population, you know, how much is the actual gender versus their experience in life, right? And what they've mm -hmm. experienced in order to then apply their experiences to situations because that's typically how people base a lot of their decisions i would think is hey i've gone through this or hey i've studied this i know about this let me now then try to scale it to help solve problems and i can't assume that because i am a female that every female in dewey beach has had the same experiences or has the same beliefs as i do um and i think that's one of the trainings as a psychologist is to recognize people's um diversity and their life path and how that impacts their decisions and their behavior um rather than making assumptions that oh they're shaped like me therefore they think like me that's a very good point actually and while you were saying that i just thought of something like and i don't know if how this would apply but like, so I, I like to go out for jogs and I have no, I have zero qualms about going out and jogging by myself. I do know uh -huh. several females who enjoy jogging and they do not enjoy jogging by themselves because of like cat calling or like the looks, they feel uncomfortable and they feel like a little vulnerable at times. And maybe that, you know, they could be assaulted, but approached <laughs> and unwelcomed attention <laughs> could be brought their way. So I guess now I'm thinking like if you have that little bit of diversity, some of those experiences, but I don't know how that like town council wise, how that kind of difference would matter. And that's a very specific, simple ex example, but I'm trying to think of like um, gender. I, I, there's so many things to respond to that. The first thing that comes to mind <laughs> is the gender differences that um, it may come with bathrooms and restaurants. Oh. Have you ever noticed that wherever you go, that the women's has a line and the men's does not? It's a good call. So that, yes, maybe I'll work on bathroom equity. Um, <laughs> but it does make me mad as a female when I don't feel safe. Um, I, um, I was Army ROTC when I was in college. Um, and I used to work with Dave Tiberi during personal safety training. So I think I should feel comfortable in most settings. But there um, activities that I realized that I shouldn't be doing because it wasn't safe. Um, I used to go for jogs when my um, son was playing soccer and I was running um, country trails. Oh, yeah. And I realized that there was nobody around until suddenly appeared out of the bushes at me. And this was a bad thing. So I stopped. I stopped running and it made me really mad that I couldn't do that. Right. Um, so while I need to be aware while I'm in Dewey Beach, if it gets to a point where I can't walk from the north end at starboard to the south end at the Rusty Rudder, not feeling safe, well, then that's something I got to bring to um, the police chief's attention and council's attention, and we're going to have to pay attention to it. And that might be something that I bring differently than the men do. Yeah, right. I did, and bathrooms is a hilarious point. Like change town code to be like a three to one ratio of like square footage or stalls or something. <laughs> oh, but is, if we're doing that, okay, if we're doing that in all seriousness, we need so to have true. some gender neutral ones as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, I don't know. I, I don't know how much you want to talk about that, but I do wonder with all the advocacy, if like bathrooms 
like identifying bathrooms would just be a thing of the past. And it would be like the good old family bathroom where like you could just, anybody yeah. can go in at any time and hopefully just respect it. <laughs> and not yes. make it disgusting. You know, I wonder if that would be um, an easier shift to alleviate. I don't know though. There's um, still that privacy. Like sometimes people just want that privacy. I'm almost thinking of like a school's locker room, right? Like some people are just more comfortable around their own gender. Um, I think if you have stalls, it takes care of privacy issues. Right. So the urinal isn't going to, it's not going to work. Yeah. Huh. I've never, I've never thought that I would give this much thought to urinal placement <laughs> on a podcast, but that I get that might actually be like the sticking point, right? If you've removed urinals and you just had straight stalls, um, could you then open up and have more access for people, especially at at night when I'm imagining people are drinking a lot more and there's a lot more people in the area and um, mm -hmm. you just want to hurry, get to the bathroom and then get back to life. You don't want to be waiting in a line for 20, 30 minutes. Yes. Now, obviously I've not used journals and been in men's room, but I'm, I'm assuming the reason the men's line goes faster is because it's, it's um, more can fit in a space or something, but we don't need to go there in this public broadcast. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I was actually going to start like, Trying to count, but then I was like, no, that's probably a waste of time. Um, <laughs> you, had, you had brought up something about rentals, and I'm not even sure if this is any sort of an issue. I want to say I remember it from a Rehoboth standpoint of like Airbnbs and house rentals and hotels and like licenses and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm barely remembering, I think, an article, but I thought there was some kind of potential issue with it's a little unfair that people can like Airbnb and not have a business license. But if I rent my house, I have to have a business license or something like that. Am I anywhere hitting on you, anything that matters to do? You're in an area that has been brought to my attention. I haven't done all my research behind it yet. I know that we recently um, did a um, hotel tax, which was not there before, which surprised me because we were the only beach town that didn't have one. Um, I know that if you do rentals through the um, real estate agencies, that there is a um, tax that goes with that. And if you go through an Airbnb, there is not. Um, and that is of concern because that is some lost revenue. And the concern is you have people coming into town using the town's resources, but then the town does not get the tax to replenish those resources that are used by these guests? Yes. That's simple, huh? Wow, I finally That's got simple. one. Yeah. Good for me. <laughs> yes, you, you got one. Now, the, the, tr the transfer tax is actually the biggest portion of Dewey's budget, um, but that will not go on. Well, I guess it could go on forever, but we've had been blessed by this housing um, increase where things have gone up like you can't believe. Um, so that has been very positive for the budget. But we've also had um, increases in cost. Um, we need to be able to look at um, our police officers' salaries. Um, we're expecting more of them. It's not old-fashioned policing anymore. It's, it's mental health. It's social work kinds of stuff, even in tiny little Dewey Beach. And... Um, our president lives the next town over, which means that we have to be prepared. Even if the Secret Service takes care of him and his family, we have to be prepared um, for the people that might show up because he's around or his family's around. 
So if transfer tax, and that's tough, man, because Dewey is not like a lot of Sussex where it seems like we almost have endless cornfields, although they're disappearing so quickly. seems like Dewey, I don't even know how many lots. I go to Clayton Street, and I think there's like two beachfront lots. One's actually just getting built on um, <laughs> that are left. So I don't, and it, I don't really ever see too many like for sale signs in Dewey Beach. Seems like when people have their house, they're kind of sticking with it because it's a really sweet location. And I, it's very smart to be like, I don't know if that transfer tax can keep sustaining the budget like it normally would. Although again, I haven't studied the budget. I'm just going from like an observer standpoint. Well, you're you're very true that we can't um, spread out in any direction. There are no cornfields. There's the Atlantic Ocean and the Delaware Bay. And then there's another town, and there's the state park. So what we got is what we got. Um, I think what we may see is there's still, I did not realize this, there's still some of the Rednifer cottages present in town that date back from the 1940s. Hmm. Um, I had a, I have a friend who used to come down when he was a little kid and stay in those cottages. And when he came to visit me, we had to go drive around and find them. So now I know what they look like and I can pick them out and see how they've been modified over the years. Um, so I think what building will happen is people will buy the quaint little places and build something bigger. Yeah. The McMansion type beach homes. Yes. Yeah. Which is where our zoning laws need to be in place so that we don't get taller and taller and become Ocean City or something horrible. Yeah, and do you know are the current like height with restrictions? Is there anything you'd like to see different or you think everything's good right now with that sort of thing, with the restrictions? They had a lot of debate on it last year, and they really worked it out where the setback um, and the square footage and the height – um, seems to be quite reasonable. I don't know the exact numbers, but I know it's a little bit different as you move to the outer limits as opposed to right into town. And do you know the reason why? Um, because they're bigger lots as you get further to the south end. Oh, uh, so that's not, does and does that help the buildings themselves or the structures to be taller, or is the height the height, and it's really just the square footage per lot? The square footage per lot. There's nothing that's going to be very tall. Gotcha. Yeah, it, there was a. Go ahead. I'm sorry. There was a lot of conflict about how high the Hyatt could be. It's four stories. That's it. <laughs> do, you, do, do you remember in Philadelphia when the buildings couldn't be taller than William Penn's hat on do, top of City Hall? I do not, but that's an interesting. Okay. Okay. So. I went to graduate school in Philadelphia, and when I came in the 80s, one of the things that was told to me as law is that none of the office buildings in Center City, Philadelphia could be taller than William Penn's hat. Okay? That was it. <laughs> then they built the Comcast Center and a few other things, and they were taller, and that's when all the Philly sports teams started losing. <laughs> so, uh-huh. So every building that's been built since then has had a little William Penn in the top of the building. Uh, no, for real? For real. Like a superstar. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. Yes. So I'm not quite sure what we're doing in Dewey, but we kind of got our height restrictions because we, we want to stay a fun little beach town. Yeah, and it, 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 it gives that vibe, right? Something there's off-putting if you're going south on one. And it is weird going by like, is, is it Sea Colony? Right there, like south of Bethany, before you hit Fenwick. 
Mm-hmm. They're they're like whatever, fifteen stories high. Like they're just huge, and it almost seems out of place as you've driven through Lewis, Rehoboth, Dewey, and it, it, it they're not a monstrosity, but it just doesn't seem it doesn't give you a town feel. It gives you definitely almost like an impersonal city feel. Yeah, and they are far enough away, I think, from Bethany that you don't even get the city feel that would come from a tall building that's in town. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, an, that's a great point, too. They, they really are. They're just out there. They're their own yeah. little element, like resort type thing, I guess. And I think one of the things that you want, um, I think so many of us are wanting now, is to live in a walkable place. So that you can be home, you can walk to get coffee, you can walk to get dinner, you can walk your dog, you have, you can just, you can be out and doing things without having to hop into the car for everything. Um, Rehoboth offers that, Bethany offers that, Dewey Beach now offers that with our restaurants and stuff. So let's not mess it up. What about like a, a typical counter, like capitalist argument of, should my like shouldn't the market determine how much I can get how much value I can get and you're kind of limiting my ability to get value because I can't build something that would be bigger and more square footage most likely more money if I want to sell it my argument would be that the value is in where your home is placed you chose to build your home in Dewey Beach because it's a quintessential east coast beach town with that beach coast east coast vibe and if you build something that's out of character um, you're destroying what you invested in makes a lot of sense I'm, I'm with you I like the small stuff I just always I, I don't know I, I try to I don't know if I'm good at counter arguments but I try to think of like someone who invested in it and now they're trying to flip it or they're an entrepreneur in that way and it's limiting but i think it's quaint right you bought there for a reason because you want to go with the vibe right right and there's still ways to upgrade within the footprint that's allowed you could have a video room you could have a bowling alley you could have whatever you wanted (laughs) As long as you decide how to fit it in in that square footage. In the, in the parameters. Um, so yeah. after, well, I'm curious, after transfer tax, do you know what would be the second source of income? Because transfer tax would seem to be like very, um, I would assume, very unstable because you don't know how much property is going to be bought and sold annually. Yeah. Are there Next more like... Parking. Okay. And is, does that remain pretty steady for Dewey? Like you can count on making this much money? Yes. Gotcha. It's fairly stable because there is a set number. Well, one of the concerns was whether any of the outdoor dining spots were taking up um, Dewey Beach parking spots. Because if so, they would be have a negative impact on Dewey's income. But in most cases, um, the parking, in fact, you know, Yes, in every case. I was just running through all the restaurants in my head. Um, the owners expanded into their own parking lots. Okay. So it actually winds up, by de facto, helping Dewey because the free parking goes. Yes. <laughs> yes, there's that. Got you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And I guess the reason why I was thinking that is I wanted to talk about, I guess, like costs of the town or mm-hmm. what the budget is. And is police staffing the number one expense that the town goes through? Or has? I'm not certain. I don't know how to respond to that question. Gotcha. Um, 
It's okay. That, I, it's not like I gave you. I'm, I'm a really bad host. I didn't give you any kind of list. I just kind of think as we get to speaking about things. Well, I, I would I would think that the 10 officers would be the fixed cost because um, the town um, manager and his staff are quite small. Council and the committees are not paid. Just in case anybody's wondering, I'm running for office for an unpaid position. Make that make that clear. <laughs> um, and I'm thinking like garbage and things like that. I mean, Del Dot um, owns Route One, and they're responsible for the paving and maintenance of that and all but two blocks in town. Oh, okay. Lifeguards. Right. That's another expense. Um, you know, I discovered that our lifeguards in Dewey Beach are more highly trained than the lifeguards in Bethany Beach in Rehoboth. Really? How so? They have an additional 40 hours of training provided by the um, fire, state fire marshal or something like that that allows them to do more kinds of rescues and resuscitations than the other lifeguards. And... Our team of four, and I wish I could remember their names because I'd love to call them out, they went to nationals and won. Oh, the relay. Yeah, so two of them, and I don't know the other two, apologies to them, but uh, Mike Frederick and CJ Fridgman were yes. students at Beacon. I actually coached Mike Frederick sixth, seventh grade for basketball. Really? <laughs> yeah, then he got into wrestling, and um, he and CJ are monsters. Like, I was actually talking to um, Mike's dad. I'm like, I was walking on the beach with my dog and my daughter and they were doing like the tryouts and I saw Mikey and I saw CJ sprinting. So the next day I'm talking to his dad and I'm like, dude, I would feel so happy if I was drowning and saw one of those two beasts coming towards <laughs> me to save me. Like they are just studs. And the two, the two other guys I do not know that won the four by, I think it was like a four by 100, but yeah, they, they won national, like a national sprint. They're amazing athletes. Yes. And great kids, like great students, like super smart, hardworking, polite, you know, like just, just all around good kids. That's the kind of role models we want for our kids. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Cause they do, they like, they, they but train, they're, they're dedicated, they're disciplined, they're, they're serious. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. I didn't know about the 40 extra hours for additional rescue. That's kind of, that is um comforting to know. What I, another thing that happens on the beach since we were talking about it is, um, and I'm not super familiar with like the skimming and whatnot, but it seems like there's a competition in Dewey annually. And I that wonder was this, this, this weekend. Yes. Right? right. And I wonder how much the town puts into that. Is that more like the business is that take care of that and bring that in? Or does the town council have to actually do things to help support with infrastructure to make that happen? Well, one of the things um, we're trying to look at is uh, streamlining the approval process so that we know when – I'm speaking as if I'm already being elected. I have not. <laughs> I hope to be saying, doing able to do all this stuff. Um, so that, like, in December, we can know all the races that are going to be run in the oh, next year yeah. because that involves extra trash pickup and blocking off roads and that kind of stuff. So we can just set the calendar for that, um, the skimboarding event, um, the art festival that they had um, this summer on, was it Dagsworthy? Um, the shopping event that they're going to have um, uh, Black Friday and Thanksgiving weekend to know about all those things and get the people in place. The skimboarding, that's been one of the things that's fascinated me about Dewey since 
I started bringing the children here when they were little. Um, have you noticed that in Rehoboth Beach, the um, lifeguards do not allow you to use floats and skimboards and things like that? Yeah, right. I don't even think you can have like a ball in front of the lifeguards. But in Dewey, we we allow. And I think I now know why. It's because they know they can keep us safe. Another interesting fact, my um, daughter's um, boyfriend is a um, very good athlete. And he worked in California as the one that rent, swam out to rescue the kayaks when they were doing the kayak tours in Southern California. That right. was That was what he did. So he's a strong, strong swimmer. In Dewey, in Rehoboth Beach, they always whistled him in. They would not let him swim the ocean like oh. he was accustomed to doing in the Pacific. Dewey Beach, they let him swim. Huh. And it's just distance from shore that you're referring to. He just goes further out? He just goes where he can swim, yes. And Dewey, uh, Rehoboth wouldn't let him. Huh. So the, the rules are a little bit different from town to town. Right. But yeah, skimboarding, um, and I think the um, the surfing thing was now was down toward Big Chill, and that's Bethany, I think, because it's the other side of the bridge. Gotcha. So the town council's aspect or involvement in those things is basically, hey, we know we're going to have an influx of people on these days. Let's make sure we have the police staff. Let's make sure we have trash ready to pick up. Let's, if we need to close off any blocks. This way we're prepared, yeah. and then you can just basically organize that calendar to know if too much stuff is going on on a single day. Exactly. So on July 5th, for example, there was a protest planned um, against the 5G towers. And the town manager, Bill Zoppler, um, was aware of the protest. He made um, arrangements for extra garbage cans to be put at both ends of the block where it was going to happen, and to not have the garbage trucks come in that day and do pickup, but wait till later because it was a pickup day. Um, and he stationed an officer to make sure that there was no traffic problems. So he was able to plan ahead, and it went off beautifully. And he was also there, by the way, to make sure it did, because that's the <laughs> kind of man he is. He's amazing. Um, so just proper prior planning. Prevents PPP. <laughs> yeah, something. Right? I got lost midway through. You finish yeah. it up, and we'll give you credit yeah. for that one. Well, no, I didn't know if you were uncomfortable saying like piss poor for performance <laughs> but like it's it's one of my it, it, i don't know why that stuck with me it's probably because of the alliteration but that is like one of those mantras where things just tend to go off so much better if they're planned for and they're more mm -hmm. enjoyable but mm -hmm. and i wasn't sure if like incentive wise there was anything the town council did for these businesses to help them create these events is also what I was thinking too. Cause I would have to assume like, that's another thing, the whole like running, running to race or the seashore striders, the five K's and the, I, I, I'm pretty sure the marathon goes through there or does it not? But I, either way, there's a ton of running events that go on and I wasn't sure if there are like business incentives that the town tries to um, hand out to encourage these events to continue to come. Well, I, I was actually a, um, interesting word, celebrity bartender, um, <laughs> for the SPCA um, 5K a couple weeks back. And it was in the Lions Club parking lot. And business owners um, supported us by buying um, the alcohol that was mixed into the post-race drinks. And um, business owners also showed up to 10 Bar, as did Councilmember, as did um, Speaker of the House Schwarzkopf. Okay. So... 
that that kind of support is definitely definitely there um monty always lets council know when things are happening like the running the bull is coming up um this saturday um and that's a fundraiser for the fire department and it it's huge yeah it's huge and he lets people know well in advance um and i'm hoping this is going to happen but dr tam who is the ceo at bay health was talking with me the other day about having one of the vaccine trucks be there as well to see if we can increase vaccines um, in Delaware. Um, I thought that was a wonderful pairing. I know Monty's done a vaccine clinic in the past, and if you get a shot, then you can have your orange crush for free. Um, (laughs) But to to have the um, CEO of the hospital saying, hey, I want to support this too, that that was just exciting to think about the collaborations that are happening now. That is neat. It, it's, um, yeah, Monty seems like he's actually Monty's been on this podcast. He was kind enough to come on and share some stories about how he got into the starboard and um, some of the Dewey beach life. And mm-hmm. it, it seems like he, he has a very good, like entrepreneurial feel of, Hey, this is kind of what makes Dewey successful. And it's cool to hear that he, um, tries to share that with everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think both he and Alex, Alex, who owns North Beach Highway 1 and stuff, um, I think both of them bring something important to Dewey Beach. Um, I think that the Starbird is a better restaurant bar by having Bottle and Cork just down the street for people. Um, It's neat that we have such strong men with their own focus in the same town. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's I, – I remember Alex had run – shoot, was it trying to be a U.S. congressman maybe like 10, 15 years ago, maybe 20 years ago? I can't remember what office he ran for, but I just remember – I was younger, obviously, and I just thought it was so cool because he seemed to run, and I don't know him. I've never really spoken I – don't, I don't think I've spoken to him, but like he's the baseball cap guy. He's the like flip-flops or no shoes guy. And like, as he ran, I think he like kind of maintained that vibe, that authentic, from what I'd seen, authentic him vibe. And I always thought that was pretty neat that he was like this local Southern business dude, um, trying to hold an, like a pretty up there elected office. I always thought that was cool. Yeah. I try to put together the notion because he's usually flip flops and board shorts with the, um, linen shirt, not buttoned and sunglasses. Try to put that together with what he must've been like in court when he was <laughs> right. doing those class action suits. I'm like, I, okay, he had to have been in a suit. Um, but just trying to put those two pieces together, but that shows the complexity that is in all of us. Yeah. That's a good point. And yeah, that's another, I completely forgot. He's not only like this big time business guy, he's also this big time lawyer. And he's also this big time, seems like relaxed, good hang guy. Like the complexity in people, the ability to wear different hats, whatever metaphor you want to put on it, um, is pretty interesting. Yeah. It's neat. And I think that we have that, I mean, the same with Monty. I mean, he's got, what does he have, middle school daughters and he's running a bar. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I think his um, oldest. The question is, does he keep running it when they're legal? That's a whole other thing. What's he going to do when they're legal and come to his bar? encourage them to um i want to say and i think it said it on the pod i think people who work at the starbird get like half off or something they get they get a decent discount on food and drink when they go in and part of it for him and i thought it was a great point is he wants his staff not only to get that like family feel 
but he also wants them to experience his establishment so that as they're working there, they know what kind of experience is expected and how to pass that on or even how to give comments to patrons about, oh, you would love this. This is a really good time. And I thought that was just a brilliant idea on his part. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I like Okay. And I guess going back to town council with just like supporting businesses, are there any things people should know about as far as town council's like guidance or your hope for encouraging businesses, supporting businesses, things that maybe need to be tightened up with businesses? Anything that I was too clunky to get into or ask specifically? <laughs> so um, people come to Dewey Beach because of the beach and because of the businesses. And so if town council gets in the way of their businesses doing their business, then we're getting in the way of Dewey Beach doing well. Um, we do need to, as we talked about from the very beginning, be aware of public safety um, issues. Um, but we need to work together with the businesses to help them do the best that they can. Um, and that means, that means the restaurants, the bars, um, the shops. There didn't used to be any place to shop in Dewey Beach either. Um, I don't know how old your daughter is and how important shopping is for her, but <laughs> my daughter's a young adult. And we now have cute shops in Dewey Beach that she likes to go to. It's just an important thing. Right. Um, and we've got the, the um, rentals of all the watercraft. So all of that makes it a fully functioning, autonomous in some ways, beach town. So you don't have to rely to your neighbor to the north or your neighbor to the south for something that you don't have. Um, and my hope that as this council, we can keep Dewey Beach, Dewey Beach, and not become Rehoboth South or Bethany Beach North, um, but be our unique self um, with the more live music than I thought was possible um, and the beach bars and um every kind of food um bay sunsets ocean sunrises it's got it all it, the sunsets are amazing on that bay man um they really are so is there anything the council can do to help encourage businesses or are there things that businesses talk to you or that you've overheard where you're like, that, oh, that's been should. part of that's been part of my. I don't want to use this term, but I don't have another word for it. Listening tour. Um, <laughs> what, it's a good part term. I was, I was like, this this sounds so pompous. <laughs> um, but what I've been doing is sitting down with the different business leaders in town to say, hey, how's it working for you? What can council do? What do you see as the problems? Um, and everybody's been very responsive, um, very supportive. Um, and I think I've begun to build good relationships with them as a result of this. Um, my biggest, um, I think, uh, uh, detriment to me running for office is not very many people in town know me. It's, it's sort of a narrow slice of people that know me. Um, so by going around and meeting with them and then they introduce me to more people and they introduce me to more people and then I'm talking to you and now everybody's going to know about me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I'm hoping that kind of dialogue can keep things going. And I know that the gentlemen that are on council now already have that, um, focus. That, it, it sounds like you're super, like you're not a power tripper coming in with like this 
hardcore agenda. And again, feel free to correct me wherever I'm wrong or misspeaking. We've known each other for about an hour <laughs> at this point. But I, it, I really, it seems like you just really appreciate kind of what Dewey is. And it looks like you're trying to take an unpaid position to support maintaining what it is and the appeal of it. Exactly. And um, I have heard, um, as I've been studying the history of the town, that a lot of folks in the past have run because they had agendas. They were running for something or against something or wanted to make a change. I'm not coming in with any of that. I have no agenda. I love Dewey Beach and I want it to continue to be beautiful Dewey Beach. Um, I did not come to Dewey Beach to be on town council. I came to Dewey Beach because of the sunset off my balcony. Um, <laughs> but when they said they needed me or they were looking for somebody to run and would I do it? Yeah, I'm the kind of person that likes to do that kind of thing. My husband says I get into everybody's business and that's kind of what I'm doing again now. Yeah, well, You almost need, especially for unpaid positions like that, like the fire departments, unpaid positions. I want a bunch of brave dudes that enjoy danger and want to do cool stuff I want to embrace you and I want to empower you and I want to put you on a fire truck, man, and like go save lives, go save property. And if that's kind of what you're into, the networking, even if it's not like being nosy, but just knowing what's going on and being thoughtful about it and analyzing it and being pragmatic, like I think that's an awesome asset. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like how you're embracing it. I did, I, I thought of something where, and I don't know if this is a town council thing or what, but I'm thinking of nightclubs and I don't think there's been a ton of like violence or fights. I think there might've been a, a knife incident maybe like a month ago, but I don't know if like council has like a, Hey, you're going to have 3000 people in. We expect you to have as an, as an establishment, a, a ratio of like bouncers, security per person coming in or like, Hey, you're expecting a big concert. Make sure you apply to have three extra officers that we'll have from whatever 8 PM till three in the morning to make sure everyone gets home safe. Is there anything like that that's going on with council or is that just left up to the establishments for safety? That sounds like something that there could be, but I don't know. I know Absolutely. that both Alex at, at North Beach and Monty at Starboard have additional bouncers um, for those um, busier nights, busier bands, busier whatever. Um, they've increased security measures for a while when there were some difficulties. Nobody was being admitted to the bars after midnight. Um, even though the last call is later at midnight, we just, just stopped, um, at starboard, they, um, they card you no matter what your age is. I get carded when I go in at night, we're not going to say my age, but I'm well over 21. Um, and they take your picture and if anything happens, they've got it on file. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's how little they, I go out. They actually take your picture upon entering, eh? Yes. Um, North Beach is doing similar kinds of things, trying to be more aware in their parking lot as well. Um, the police, um, the Dewey Beach police, um, are stationed at both places. Um, I'm really pleased with the responses that I've seen them give. They have not been militant at all. They have been, um, just responsible, you know, just when I was there, um, a couple of weeks ago, there was a young lady who had her uh, bikini top on 
and rolled shorts and she was barefoot and she, she was impaired. I'm not going to say what she was impaired with cause I don't know. <laughs> um, and she could, she could barely stand and she was given some trouble and they had a female officer and she was behind her and the young lady was cuffed, but she was holding her in a very proper way to keep her from falling down. And that's not something you always see. So I think our, our police officers need to get props for what they they are doing, and they work well when this with the state police when they need to. Gotcha. It it really has to be a hard. I've not been in that kind of position, and I think it might have been a year or two ago. Like I, there was something happened in Dewey where like a horse got punched and somebody got arrested. I think, and I I've never been in a position where I've really been like the authority figure but outnumbered and outmanned if things went bad and it's a real hard dynamic for me to understand and stories like that I think are awesome because it's you're taking care of somebody versus just treating them like a charge like you're you're Mm -hmm. just a a whatever public intoxicated that's who you are it's like no you probably have a name and I'm gonna make sure you're cared for as a person I think that does take a special kind of person to treat people like people in chaotic situations. Exactly. And that's all anybody wants to do is be recognized as a human, no matter what their stat status is at, at that time. Yeah. Um, you can't have no incidents, but we're going to try to keep the incidents as low as possible. And if there are um, trends starting, well, yeah, then council will have to step in and talk with the town manager and with the chief of police. What are we going to do? Pull the business managers in. It's a small town. We can all have meetings very easily. Right. Yeah, and that's kind of nice to hear. So if you notice, hey, we're having, a, it seems to be every Friday night when there's this type of concert, we get whatever, a complaint, a noise complaint, or there's some sort of violence or a fight, whatever, make up the scenario. Like, hey, how do we solve that? Because we all want people to continue to enjoy. And if there is that kind of reputation that comes across, you would assume less people would want to come because you're going to feel unsafe. You are totally right. So Dewey Beach can have five, seven perfect years of nothing ever happening. And then one night something horrific happens. That's what everybody's going to remember. And that's going to be what stops people from coming. One of the things that I learned recently, um, because you always worry with the the live music in the bars, is um, noise complaints. I mean, people are trying to sleep in their houses that are just the other side of all these bars. How does it work? What I've discovered is that if you face the uh, speakers in, it's very loud where you are inside, but outside it's not loud at all. I had no idea, Um, but some of the officers were going around with the noise things, and they they showed me that. No, it's not. There's no noise violation. I agreed. I couldn't hear what the music was, but when I went inside, it was incredibly loud. So they're just little environmental changes that you can make that make there everything better. That God, that is your footnote. That is going to be your footnote in history, Doc. I love it. Just little environmental changes. <laughs> no, I'd be reminisce. I think might be the word if I'm trying to sound smart with setting up a question. Um, the conspiracy theorist in me. And feel free to correct me 100%. Cops have to have quotas to bring in so much revenue. And they're out looking to get these public intoxication fines. They're looking to set up, or not, I shouldn't say set up. They're seeking out DUI opportunities because there's this budgetary pressure of, hey, keep your job by bringing in this much money so that we can continue to fund police. 
you can correct me or correct that statement uh, as much as you'd like. I actually have data on this one. Can you believe that? All these questions you've been asking me all night and I didn't have any data. <laughs> and now I actually have data on this one. Okay. So um, last month there were three or four DUIs. Very few DUIs. Well, actually, very small. The reason there's so few DUIs um, is that every time there's a DUI that has to be processed, it takes up to four hours to process that person. So, yes, we're getting them off the road. No question about that. But whether it's processed as a DUI or just a park now, walk on your way is another thing. Um, tickets. There are not as many tickets. Uh, speeding tickets being written in Dewey Beach as one would think which means that the flashing lights are working, gotcha. okay? People are slowing down. Now, we are talking um, about lowering the speed limit. I told you it was 30 miles an hour through town. Right. We're talking about lowering it to 25. But I was so pleased to hear the chief of police and the town manager saying, we want to make sure that we're not seen as a speed trap. We've got to make sure that that's not what Dewey Beach is known at. So to back up, um, are you familiar with um, Newport, Delaware area, the 141? I am not. So anytime I get north, I, I barely know where Dover is. That's how southern okay. I am in Sussex County. <laughs> okay. okay. So because because I'm all over the state, um, right. on 141 is a five, 55 mile an hour highway kind of road. And then suddenly when you go down a hill, it drops to 35 oh. for two blocks. God, just two blocks. That sounds like Ellendale. Are you familiar with Ellendale on 16? You're coming down. You're right next to the beach getting ready to hit Milton up. There's no – the town's like almost a ghost town. It's like you have to go 25 or else you're done. The cops are going to get you. Right. So that stops. And then it's a back up to 45 again. So um, That's tough. in doing – yeah, it, we do not want that for Dewey Beach. Um, so – I actually was involved in public comment at the council meeting saying that we need the signs, not just um, for the first 10 days when we change this, that, you know, speed change ahead, but ongoing say speed drop ahead. Because a lot of the people that drive through Dewey Beach may only drive through a couple of times a year. Right. It's not, it's not the locals. It's the people that are rushing through to get to Fenwick Island or whatever. Yeah, and uh, coming if you're coming north towards Dewey, like you're going down a nice stretch of highway. That's beautiful scenery, and there's nothing better to top off the Jeep for me. Windows down, you're seeing the bay, you're seeing the ocean, you're seeing the dunes coming over the beautiful Indian River Inlet Bridge, and like you get to fly and feel the wind, man. It's just, it's just it's a great sensation. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're right, you hit Dewey, and it's like you can go from 55, 60 to like boop, 25, yeah, because you don't really there's not like an entrance stoplight with the speed limit sign almost like there is if you're coming south going through the forgotten mile the sign is a little bit further in than because um indian beach is actually what you come to first right. and indian beach isn't part of dewey um it's i just discovered indian beach um anyway as the story. sign i'll tell you um, so it, just a stupid funny covid story there were rumors of Potentially some individuals who may or may not be on the Dewey Beach lifeguard, <laughs> um, may or may not be Dewey Beach lifeguards, that during COVID, when the beach was closed, they would go to Indian Beach to surf and skim because the jurisdiction with Dewey, they were unable to uh, get got. <laughs> rumors, pure rumors. But that was how I discovered, not only that, but like the sign that just says like, this is a private beach um, when I'm walking my dog is how I discovered Indian Beach. Yes. 
Beach tags required. I discovered it because um, there was a group of young men that were tossing dye. They brought their table down to the water and they were tossing. And I was rep I was admiring their commitment to the endeavor because my son certainly built a number of those tables himself. But then as I was walking back the other way, I said, wait a minute. That is a drinking game. How are they doing that? Right. Freedoms of a private Because it was Indian Beach and you can. Yeah. It's funny because it just like, it just hit, especially if you're on the beach and the homes look like they would be in town. It doesn't look like a gated private community vibe at all. It's an interesting. They're a little bigger. Yeah. I think. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, so I, that, that's why this sign is not quite where you think it should be because that's where you think Dewey is, isn't. Oh, that's how. Okay. But yeah, yes, there needs to be signs saying speed decreased or decreased speed ahead. Pay attention. So then it, it's not so much, or, or I, sh I don't know, I guess I shouldn't assume, but like the police being required to bring in revenue or maybe even required too strong of a word, encouraged, or it's helpful for them to bring in revenue from tickets, from arrests, from charges. Is that just kind of a myth? Like council budgets really like they don't need it. It's super great. They always earmark, Hey, if we can get a hundred grand this year, what's the best way? Can we make sure we get 50 jaywalking tickets a week? Like that's something that people can think actually happens. And I, I'm just curious about the thoughts. I know you're not on town council yet, but I'm curious about pressures for that. It, Cause it's budget. You want money, it, right? You want money to spend money. It's funny that you bring that up because I had always had the assumption that you were more likely to get speeding tickets toward the end of the month because people had to, the officers had to make their quota. Exactly. So right? I think that's one of those urban myths that's out there. Um, I'll have to ask my friends that are on the force if that's absolutely, if that's the case, but I do not recall seeing tickets, um, speeding tickets um, from Dewey Beach officers as being a big portion of our budget. Parking, parking tickets. Perhaps yes, so. Yeah, I got one. I had freaking two wheels on the road and they had me with the camera and I was like, son of a gun. You know, it was by like 18 inches. I mean, they were definitely on there. I was completely wrong, but I just didn't realize like at the time, hey, get both wheels off. And I like, I was so angry. Yes. I was like, oh, you just wanted my money. <laughs> and there are some sections where some of the uh, meters are 4012 and some of them are 4022. And if you enter the wrong thing in, then you're not parked legally where you paid. Oh, snap. Yeah, so just, just be alert. And the yellow lines are really, they're straight. I walk the town. The yellow <laughs> lines, you don't park where those yellow lines are. Yep. People's driveways and stuff, don't do it. It's fine. Yeah. And I guess now that I'm I, I'm looking back and I'm just thinking out loud between transfer tax and between just parking revenue, not parking tickets, if you would hope that would be enough to maintain the town's budget in a way where they wouldn't, it wouldn't be officers. I don't know. Discretion is a weird thing. I've never been an officer. I've never had to make the decision of like, you come across someone, you believe they're intoxicated. You see that they were speeding. And like, hey, man, I need you to park your car and I need to know you're going to go home safe. Then the cop could leave and obviously you could figure out a way to get back to your car, right? You could continue to speed. But you would hope discretion would be used more often than not where 
people could get off with warnings. And the fear, the, the conspiracy is there are no warnings because it's just a money grab. And we always want money as a town and it's the best way to get extra money so that the town can spend it. It's not, I didn't even really ask a question. I guess I was just like going in my well, mind, like as a, as a, as like a patron, as a person who goes places like that's, you can feel that way sometimes. I get that. Um, I actually had a really good conversation with the police chief the other night uh, about a similar matter. Um, and he was talking about how policing is different now and they need to think about when to warn, when to stop and when to pursue. And the example that he gave was, suppose you come along, uh, we're going to go back to talking about going to the bathroom again. This is a very interesting <laughs> conversation. Um, it's a podcast record. Across. Two times, two times that <laughs> bathrooms have been brought up and discussed in depth. <laughs> so suppose you come across, to, you're an officer and you come across a gentleman who is peeing in the bushes. Oh yeah, okay? right? Super common. <laughs> and you go with a flashlight and you say, police. Mm. Okay. Now, this person may decide to run, right? If they run toward Coastal Highway, do you pursue? Probably not because what would the headline be when they're struck by a car? That's what I was thinking too. Patron hit, patron hit by car while pursued by police. However, Over. if this person... No, and I was just going to yes. like over a public urination <laughs> violation, like something yeah. that's so simple that would not warrant the extreme case of death. So suppose, however, the person is urinating in front of a family with children. Mm. Would you try to do something different? Just, you know, so using the peen in public doesn't get just one response. <laughs> You kind of got to take it in a lot of different ways. And we know there are not enough bathrooms to go back to our first thing, even for the guys. There's not enough. Yeah, that's that's a very interesting example. I had not thought about something as simple as that. But yeah, right? Like that individual would, I, I would assume, take off. Like what do you do even like them going, running to a dark beach? Because the beach isn't really like lit at night. The beach itself by the water. Correct. You know, like do you even want your officer – chasing someone down over that where the officer is now in danger feeling that like heightened sense of insecurity vulnerability from being alone and then that would to me would lead to maybe bad choices happening where why are we doing mm -hmm. that we're chasing some dude who's taking a leak because he didn't have a bathroom or because he's kind of just a guy that does that does things like that on a golf course <laughs> but doesn't get chased down by yeah, cops there you, there you go there you go yeah. So, um, okay. not that so, I'm advocating anybody to be doing this in, in, in Dewey Beach, but... Strong. You have a strong anti-public kind of urination stance. <laughs> yes. Uh, that, that is something I am anti. Um, and they did put in new bathrooms down at the Bay Beach, so we do have more bathrooms now. Yeah, but the um, discretion point, I think, is a great one because if you're a money grab, you want to just grab the fine, right? It's probably an easy process. You grab a quick whatever the fine is. 50 bucks, I'll make up the number. And great. Here you go. We're going to make sure we get better boots next year for our uniform or we're going to buy an extra blank. But it sounds like the um, town officer is kind of like more about the discretion, situational awareness, not that money is the priority. Yes. yes. And we are very lucky because the Dewey Business Partnership folks um, have done so much to support the officers, whether it's buying them new equipment 
um, or putting the um, those mats that go over the sand dunes to protect them. That was done by the businessmen in town, business people in town. They pulled together the funds to make that happen. So, yeah. Yeah, that's and again going. If you go back to a bar and nightclub scene, like things can get rowdy, and it to me it makes perfect sense and is very smart that the businesses are supportive of people in authority who are trying to police, maintain order. But at the same time, you want to have that relationship so that if maybe we're being a little too stringent with public intoxication citations, you'd be like, hey man, can we figure out a way to maybe not write eighty tickets because people are stop people will stop coming because they know it's a speed trap. They know it's a public intoxication trap. And then what does that do for our town? What does that do for our business? What does that do for the vibe? Like we're not gonna be able to get the bands that we want to get because <laughs> we're not gonna be able to sell the tickets that exactly. we want to sell. You know, it, it, it's nice. Exactly. It's nice and, that it's that small, that it, it's relational like that. Yes. And there is a balance because, um, while I too like to go out and have, um, a drink with my dinner with my family at two or three o'clock in the morning. I kind of prefer to be asleep rather than awakened <laughs> by loud, loud people. And so we kind of do the balance. Um, yeah. every everything has its time and everything has its place. Um, and that way we can take care of the neighbors, the residents and the businesses and our visitors. Is it, I'm trying to rack my brain to think of, anything else that might matter. And I don't, I don't Dewey as often as like Dewey regulars, Dewey residents. I'm not fortunate enough to be one of them. Is there a topic that you'd like to bring up that people listening can just be aware of where you stand on it, your philosophy on it, something we haven't covered? So I would tell my students that when they get this question and interview, they should be prepared and I have to admit that I'm not. Well, again, you should also tell your students who are podcast hosts to maybe send some potential questions their guest way so they don't like spur it on them. Um, but I, I just, and, I, I don't know. remember, I did ask you for questions and you said no. You so did, we're I, doing this totally off the cuff. No, yeah. And it, honestly, it's and part of why I like to do that, not just with people who are running for office. And I've had like several people who have um, run for all sorts of offices on but it really gives listeners like not a prepackaged talking points. It just gives people to me a sense of like genuinely, what do you know? Right. And it's not like I try to be a gotcha type of anything to me, doc, you've been very knowledgeable. You've been very answer forward. <laughs> you know, you've had information, you've had specifics and I'm just trying to, I was looking over the, the notes that I've taken um, and I was trying to think of, is there another topic that I didn't bring up, something maybe I would have missed? Well, you know, one of the things that I ha was not prepared to talk about when I had the interview with the Cape Gazette um, was a little bit about my personal background, my family. Oh, okay. Um, as a psychologist, we tend to keep our personal lives personal um, so that that doesn't get in the way of the people that we're working with. And something that's been new to me as if I'm running for office is that people are interested in my background, my, my personal life. Awesome. Um, so little, little bio. Um, I grew up in Virginia beach. Um, I have been a beach girl from the very, very beginning. Um, I went to graduate school in Philadelphia at Hahnemann. It's now closed and met my husband there. 
he came down from New York and I came up from Virginia. Um, we decided to go to the beach one day and we went off to the Jersey shore. That's not a beach. They had a fence. They wanted money. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is not this. No, it doesn't work for me. Um, and so we went back and then we discovered the Delaware beaches and have been coming here ever since. Um, I'm actually at a conference right now where my husband has been the keynote speaker. It's the National Association of Drug Court Professionals. He's a lawyer and a psychologist. Mm-hmm. And I've had the fun experience of being um, just his wife for a couple of days um, while everybody treats him like a rock star and runs across the floor to give him hugs and ask for autographs and selfies. It's, it's, it's really quite Seriously? Like selfie seeking from the keynote speaker at a, what's the actual conference? The National Association of Drug Court Prevent, uh, Drug Court Professionals. Drug it's at the Gaylord. Professionals. And there's, there are 5,000 people here. Oh my God. Yes. I had no idea that's a thing. Drug court professionals. Why is that a thing? Yes. Okay, so Delaware has drug courts. You didn't know about Delaware's drug courts. I, you got to get a little education real quick. You want to know about them? Please. <laughs> okay, so um, these are alternative resolution um, courts. And Judge Rocanelli in Wilmington was one of the ones that worked very closely. But my husband did the evaluations in all three counties in Delaware for the drug courts. So what happens if you have a uh, substance abuse problem and you are convicted and they send you to jail? Does that help? I can tell you no. As a psychologist, that does not help one bit. Um, You have a daughter. Discipline, I'm sure she's a perfect angel, but sometimes you might have to discipline her. Every time if the you sun ground comes her up. For, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. If you if you ground her if you ground her for life, yeah. Does she have any incentive to get better to do better? No, 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 no. She has no hope. So what drug court? No hope. Exactly. Prison is grounded for life, even though it might not be for life that you're in there. So what drug courts do is they um, give you alternatives. They send you to treatment. Fancy that treatment. And if you have clean urines, you just get to keep going to treatment and eventually your record gets expunged. If you, yes, if you don't have clean urines, you will get consequences, but it might be a weekend in jail. It might be extra therapy sessions. It might be time spent in the jury box while you watch all the other drug court hearings. It's a fabulous, fabulous thing. So anyway, there are, people all over the country that are doing this and it's making a huge difference. Specialty courts also include veterans courts, um, another kind of special needs population. So anyway, I'm here with them. Um, we have, you've already heard about the dogs, brandy and whiskey. <laughs> One of them almost like a potential rescue situation that didn't need yes. to be a rescue. That, that really is awesome. It, it, there's something, and it's part of what, like I think the Dewey beach culture is too. Like it's a very, dog centered love on some animal enjoy them being dogs culture and it's the people like you who are have that heart of yeah i'm only want one dog like oh it's such pain in the butt now i got a potty train like now i gotta go through taking them out and getting them washed you're like no i don't care the dog's in danger let me help it we'll take two 
And you should have seen me. I was on the floor of the kitchen trying to do a gait analysis because that's something psychologists do. We do look at children walk. So I'm trying to do a gait analysis on this puppy to determine if the hips are in the slots or not. I'm not trained to do that. But anyway, we did that. So we got the two dogs. I also have two children. They're adults. My daughter, Sarah, um, is a graduate of University of California, San Diego. She's been a dancer for her entire life. Um, she was the captain of the dance team at UCSD and she was a gulls girl. That's their, um, ice hockey, the one below the Anaheim ducks. What is that called? Semi-pro? Oh, no way. She was a semi-pro ice hockey player? No, dancer for the semi-pro team. Oh, I was like, dude, not only does she, it sounded like a movie plot, like girl learns these dance moves, takes them to the skating rink. And I was like, what? Oh, that would be so cool. That would be so right? cool. And, um, Still very she's cool now, though. Like being a, now, like, a dancer like that for a semi-pro league, that's talent. Yeah. And she's now a graduate student because she, she was working as a um, talent agent. And um, again, that COVID-19 came thing came and nobody was doing any um modeling nobody was doing photography settings so she came home but now she's gone back off to graduate school with her lovely boyfriend who is in law school at santa clara law school and i have a son who um in proper dewey fashion celebrated his 21st birthday at starboard <laughs> and um is going into his senior year at uc san diego with a plan of going to law school to follow in his daddy's footprints. What's with the California college connection? Is that a family thing or is that just because of the weather out there is so amazing? Okay, so when my daughter was, how old your, your daughter? 11, um, 11 physically, 21 mentally. It's so scary. Okay, so we made our first, well, I won't say our first mistake. We made our biggest mistake with our daughter the summer before she went to high school. Um, as I said, she was a dancer and she auditioned for a number of ballet companies and she got accepted for a summer intensive with the Los Angeles Ballet. Uh -huh. And so she went and lived on Pepperdine's campus in Malibu. I've, and I've never been, but I've heard people speak about, and just from a pure sports perspective, why Pepperdine isn't more of a recruiting hotbed because of how beautiful the campus is. Like, it makes no sense. It should be a basketball mecca based on the way these people have described the campus. The dorm rooms overlook the Pacific. <laughs> so stupid. God. Yes. Okay. And she would run into <laughs> David Beckham in the Starbucks. <laughs> God. Okay. So he was there for five or six weeks. And ever since then, she couldn't wait to get back to California. Uh, okay. Um... Her brother visited her when she was there. Mistake number two. He discovered it was quite lovely. And so um, he actually was trying to decide between Villanova and UC San Diego. Very different, different count, different, different everything. Right. Um, Villanova had a language requirement and he didn't want to do it. So oh, off he went. Oh, interesting. It, it, like those little... I don't, the minutia of the details of like what the choice comes down to are always so interesting to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. He said that he'd been taking Spanish for 18 years and he was done. <laughs> he said no mas. <laughs> yes. How's that been for you having your kids so far away? 
Well, San Diego is a lovely place to visit. Oh, okay. Benefits. Way to be so an it's optimist. a very good place to visit. And to come full circle, Dewey Beach is my trap to bring them back. Good call. I've always heard that like um it it it's, can be like obvious advice, but that was some of the best advice I got when when um I became a parent was like you got to remember, man, you you want your home to be inviting because there's going to be a point where you want your kids to want to come back. They, at some point, your kids will have a choice if they want to come back or not. <laughs> Try to create an environment that they actually want to, not like they have to just for Christmas, but that they want to. Yes. And both Sarah and Phil, her boyfriend, love Dewey Beach. Um, in fact, I think I overheard him say that Dewey Beach beat Pacific Beach and some of the other SoCal day beaches. So, you know, I may have a chance of getting to see them and any future grandchildren yeah i'm sure you, you, when you get the grandchildren you definitely want the grandparents around because it's free babysitting mm -hmm. it's the whole that's what i keep telling them i have none but i keep telling them <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah the bio thing's awesome that's funny that caught you a little off guard huh when the gazette was asking about you you didn't expect them to be like hey tell us about your family no i don't because like as i said psychologists don't talk. Um, I think that's one of the things that makes my graduate students react to me differently is they do know me as a full person um, with a husband, with children, um, with dogs. Um, and I'm a union soccer fan and they know that about me too. Um, so they can perhaps identify with me more gotcha. because I'm, I'm real like they are. But see, they're not my patients. And so with patients, you just don't do that. Makes sense. And is it, is it pretty, does it come natural to you? Is it easy for you to kind of be more public now that you're going to try to be in a public office or is it a weird thing? People like me cold emailing you asking to come on a podcast and stuff like that. Um, I like getting to know people. I like talking to people. Um, I kind of appreciate not having to be that blank screen. Um, it might get, it might go to my head a little bit too much. So I've got to be careful. I am worried, um, if I end up having to have a social media presence because I would be as a psychologist re required to respond if anything of concern showed up, got posted on any of my stuff. And I don't know enough. I'm saying stuff because I don't know enough about social media. I got none, um, to know what could like if I were to have a Facebook page and somebody were to say on it that they were going to hurt themselves, I'd have to do something. I don't know. Oh. And why do you think you would have to have a social media presence just for like a votes thing or just so like constituents can know how they can get a hold of you to reach you? Well, um, if I am elected and get to serve as a member of town council, then um, my bio and my um, email stuff will be on the town webpage. Okay. So I would not have to do that. This was in case of the need to mount a vigorous campaign to get the position. People want to have a Facebook page to which you can direct folks and they can make donations to support you. Gotcha. To go back to the voting thing. But I'm hoping we don't have to do that. Do you have other public office goals or would town council set off into the sunset looking over the bay and just 
keep this <laughs> keep this beautiful place that you're living like beautiful would that be an end goal do you have any like end goals like that or are you just a day at a time kind of well, person? Like, <laughs> well my friends have been giving me a hard time because as i said i didn't come to dewey with an intention of doing anything and now here I am running for town council. And they all said, well, of course, of course. Um, so then the next question I get from friends and from my husband is, what does it take to be mayor? And I said, I can't be mayor because I'm not a full-time resident. Uh, okay. And they said, okay, time. I'm like, no, just stop. Um, but no, I did not. This was not an aspiration in the first place. Um, it's kind of late to suddenly decide that I'm going to be a public official it's not, it's not a good time for a career change. <laughs> Especially if it's a free career. <laughs> An unpaid yeah. position yeah. for a career. Yeah. It's, I, don't, I, I love it. I love the fact that highly educated, thoughtful, pragmatic people get to um, be in decision-making positions. To me, that's super important. And just, just as a person, I don't have a vote if it were to come to it. I'm not a Dewey resident, but I, I like the fact that you're basically saying like, I don't have an agenda. Stuff's going well. I just want to be a part of the community and support and keep. I, I think that's really neat. That's exactly it. You, you put it in a wonderful nutshell. Thank you. I appreciate your comment. That was the second one, right? Second thing I got right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Like part of me wants to like almost have the pre pre-written pre-organized questions. Cause sometimes when I'm thinking out loud, I'm like, if I use this particular word, will I offend the person? Does it come across in a mean way? How do you ask this with like nuance, but get to like some sort of substance? Almost like the, the police policing quota revenue source question. Like I don't know how to be like Oprah and ask that in like the proper, or even if there is a proper way, but like the proper way to ask that and be succinct. I'm just too, I'm too clunky and too wordy with it. So all that to say, in my clunky wordy way, thank you for um, bearing with me, Dr. Gibbings. Elizabeth, I guess I should say this way, people definitely hear your name, Elizabeth Gibbings. It was my pleasure to spend time with you. I hope it was worth your time on a day when you're not feeling up to your normal self. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate that. And um, the pot will be up. And so hopefully there is no election needed if no one else files by August 19th. If there is an election, um, people will be looking for signs that say Elizabeth Gibbings for town council for municipal election. What what might people be seeing, unfortunately? <laughs> um, I have I've been playing around with signs. And um, I think what my sign is going to say is um, vote for Elizabeth Gibbings, positively Dewey. Oh, positively Dewey. I like it. Awesome. And that would be... I'm probably stealing it from somebody, but I kind of I kind of like it. <laughs> my favorite one, I think it was like a WGMD thing or, or like a DJ, a local radio station, was he ended Dewey Beach things was like, Dewey? Oh, we do. <laughs> like to me, that was like just so clever when he was talking about Dewey Beach. Like going to the beach today, Dewey? Oh, we do. And like everything, the way he worded it, I loved it. But positively Dewey is a good slogan too, man. All right, so positively Dewey. If she stole it from anybody, she apologizes. Um, and hopefully, you will not need to vote for her September eighteenth. Um, if no one else files by August nineteenth. 
Dr. Gibbings, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you letting people get to know you. And oh, I'm sorry. If people have any questions, if they listen to this, do you have an email that you want to put out there? Do you just want me to put that in the description? Um, if you don't mind putting it in the description, it makes it easier for folks. Awesome. Yep. So email contact info, if you'd like to get up with Elizabeth, will be in the description, listeners. Thank you, Doc, so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. My pleasure. Have a good night. Good night. Thanks to Andre Psyche for supporting the Getting to Know You pod. Listeners, search him up. It's Andre Psyche, P-S-Y-C-H-E, on social media. Give my man a follow, just for the fuck of it. Thanks to BetterHelp for supporting the Getting to Know You pod. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about by going to betterhelp.com slash getting, the number two, no, the letter U. And you, dear listeners, are going to get 10% off your first month. Remember, the link you're looking for is in the description. Thanks to Shady Rays for supporting the Getting to Know You pod. Listeners, the promo code GETTING will get you 25% off your purchase at ShadyRays.com. That's promo code GETTING, G-E-T-T-I-N-G. And if you just want to give us some straight cash money, shout out Randy Moss, you can go to our Patreon and support the pod for as little as $2 a month if you've enjoyed getting to know any of our guests. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review the Getting to Know You pod on Apple, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform. If you have not already, please friend and follow the Getting to Know You pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks for listening. Later.